Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. He's always mistakenly British. Tea crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo's Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. And yes, ladies and gentlemen... The one, the only, the famous, the infamous, Mark Stein <laughs> joins us. Mark, um, my administrative assistant, Mark, uh, took a call. Uh, uh, there's some guy named Chris Licht is trying to get a hold of you, and he is having problems. He doesn't know how to reach you. Really? I, yeah, yeah, Chris <laughs> Licht. The guy, is, he, from what I understand, he says something like, hey, I'm, I'm, I replaced Zucker. I want to talk to Mark. I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. This is. This is. I once, when I was uh, much younger and better looking, a film director offered me a part in a motion picture while I was live on the radio, and uh, I was. I was like very interested in taking the part but i didn't want to sound too eager so i was trying to be all cool i was trying to be all cool about it so uh but i thank i thank you for, <laughs> i thank you for that anyway i think he might be confusing me with some with marks the mark stein in idaho i think that's the guy he's looking for i just got a text mark i i gotta share this with you i just got a text um kamala harris apparently has taken a uh a question about the Ukraine, and the question was, what's going... Diana, Diana Mew, our princess of policy, mm. sent this. Uh, what's going on in the Ukraine was the question. And I want you to listen to Kamala Harris's answer. She said, Ukraine is, Ukraine is a country in Europe. Oh. It, <laughs> <laughs> You're through to the next round. <laughs> it exists next to another country called Russia. Russia yeah, yeah. is a bigger country. Yeah. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. <laughs> so it would have been okay if Ukraine had invaded Russia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, actually, I don't. I don't. I think there's more to it than that because on on that basis, Russia would have invaded Estonia, which well, is much smaller. Uh, but that, that, that's actually pretty. That's pretty good for Kamala. She <laughs> she got the continent right. <laughs> actually, it's better. It's better than Obama when he started. You know, the Argentines called the Falkland Islands uh, the Elas Malvinas. And Obama was talking to the Argentine guy and trying to ingratiate himself. So he kept referring. But instead of recalling them the Ilas Malvinas, which are in the South Pacific, he called them the Maldives, which are in the Indian Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) So Obama, Obama can't even get the right ocean. But Kamala, she's she's on top of this thing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, before I want to talk to you about the Ukraine, but I got I have to know what you think about what is going on in Ukraine. But before then, your country, the Canucks, 
that I no longer want to take over because you people up there are really mean. What you did to those truckers, <laughs> vicious. And by oh, no, the way, by the way, one of those truckers I just read, um, this uh, this woman, it's almost like she's a January 6th person. They're not letting her out of jail. They denied her bond. They're like, oh, hell no, you're going to stay in jail, and we are not going to forgive you. No, that's that's absolutely right. Absolutely disgraceful. What Justin Trudeau wanted was January the 6th. And those truckers <laughs> knew that. Uh, he wanted a Canadian January the 6th. And those truckers refused to give it to him. Instead, they uh, parked their cars along well their trucks on Wellington Street, which is the main drag in Ottawa, named after the Duke of Wellington. And they put up hot tubs and bouncy castles and and free food stands for all the homeless people. And they refused to be goaded by uh, Justin Trudeau and, and the, the usual bunch of totally incompetent undercover mounties into, into rampaging around. And so Justin Trudeau decided to punish them, wreck their lives, freeze their bank accounts anyway. It's, uh, it's quite, and actually at the encouragement of Joe Biden, who was on the phone to Ottawa Good saying, saying uh, you gotta, you got to crack down on these things. I mean, the January 6th thing, which is political prisoners uh, in America, and one of whom uh, committed suicide. Committed suicide. I read that uh, for trespassing, and again, uh, so it's not. It's not actually funny that, and I'm I'm disturbed by. Uh, the way, you know, obviously the Republican focus groups have said people don't like it if you mention January the 6th or whatever. So nobody's speaking up for these guys. But basically, you know, the way it works if you have a justice system is you're charged with a, a, a crime. They drag you into court. You plead guilty or there's a trial and you serve your sentence. Here, this guy who, who committed suicide was basically serving his sentence beforehand. He pleaded guilty because you can't win against the federal prosecutors. And he, yet he had to be, uh, he wasn't going to be uh, sentenced until April. I mean, this is sick. This is a sick, filthy, right. dirty, rotten stink. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's quote unquote suicide or some guy sitting in jail uh, for 14 months for, for trespassing, if you believe that, uh, and, and not yet being given a, uh, a sentence. It's a disgusting system, and the very minimum I expect from a serious Republican candidate is that he's going to appoint an attorney general who will actually clean up the filth and sleaze and corruption, uh, who will actually break up the Department of Justice. It can't run the Bureau of Prisons. It can't run the FBI. Uh, so it should be broken up into something smaller and less powerful, hopefully in the hands of people who can run cleanly those various bureaus and departments. I could not agree with you more. I've been saying for years that the DOJ is one of the most corrupt agencies on the face of the earth, let alone America. Now, mm -hmm. I was going to mention, you know, as of today, Mark, I can go to uh, I can go up to your place. I can go up to Canada. All I have to do is take a pre a, a, a pre arrival antigen test, and now they're going to let me in. Yeah, and this is a dramatic change. What it, is this a direct result of the uh, of the truckers' protest? Uh, it's certainly connected to that. Uh, basically, those truckers uh, led to the collapse of the COVID regime in. 
um, in all the major provinces, and they made it... Justin Trudeau didn't want to be seen to be surrendering to the truckers. But basically, the COVID regime is being rolled back in important ways. And I'm really really glad about that, because I know... (laughs) You're now able to visit Canada and have absolutely no desire to. <laughs> well, I want to do the recon work because, once again, after you people stop being so mean up there, you guys got plenty of resources that we need. And I just say, well, you know. Well, I, you, you will we'll do that. Uh, Mitt Romney, as you know, he got into a lot of trouble for tying his dog to the roof <laughs> and then driving the dog to Canada. No American dog wants to go to Canada. That's just, uh, but I'm happy to drive you uh, to uh, tie you down to the roof and drive you into Canada. Well, so- gee, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, speaking of the truckers, uh, once again, we see the fences around the Capitol for the night for tonight's State of the Union show. So the people that don't want to build a wall to keep immigrants out, illegal immigrants from entering this country, to keep illegal drugs. No, no, no. We can't have a wall. These people have once again put fences with uh, that make it really difficult for anyone to get to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. They want to protect their shrine over there. And uh, I just, for the life of me, don't understand why... American truck drivers who keep this country going, the people who deliver what we need to help keep the shelves stocked as best they can in this time of empty shelves, why they are being demonized as some group of enemies that wants to come attack Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Because it's all Biden's got. You know, he, he's in the same position that uh, Justin... Well, he's in a worse position, actually, because he's made worse... He's made things worse in areas that even Justin uh, hasn't managed to do. But, you know, he could get away with having the inaug- that pathetic inauguration uh, a year ago behind all the fencing and everything, because... Uh, supposedly, oh, we've got these insurrectionists everywhere. Half the uh, the military, half the military are uh, these uh, these white supremacist crackers, just longing to rise <laughs> up and uh, and bring me down. He could get away with it. Then now we've got the worst, as you were just saying, that we've got the worst inflation in forty years. There's bare shelves for the most basic items in every supermarket in the land. America is a global laughingstock after the uh, fiasco of Kabul. Joe Biden today said, don't worry, there isn't going to be a nuclear war. Right. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't honestly expecting a nuclear war, but now... But now that Joe Biden's ruled one out, I'm betting on a mushroom cloud in the next 48 hours. Mark, can you hold on for one segment more, please? Because we didn't get to Ukraine yet. But before we go, I just have to ask you a quick take on something. Um, you know, the House passed the lynching. Uh, they made it. They, they passed a bill that makes lynching a hate crime. Now, mm. I didn't know, except for the high-tech lynching that Democrats do with Republican judicial candidates, I didn't know that lynchings were still going on. I was a little bit shocked. No, it's very odd to me because it's exactly a century ago, I believe. It's it's was like January 1922 uh, that the the House passed the lynching bill, but the Southern Democrats in the Senate refused uh, to go along with it. And it's it's such a weird thing when you when you say oh, I didn't know there was a lot of lynching going on. This is the pointless American 
politics is largely theatre, but it's actually really old theatre. It's like you might as well, you might as well be watching guys in powdered wigs and doublet and hose. Because here we are. It's like Putin is threatening to go nuclear, and uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll I'll, I'll I'll take a look at the nuclear threat just as soon as I've finished passing this uh, lynching bill, which would have come in useful a hundred years ago. But back then, my party was so totally racist we had no chance of passing it. So <laughs> so. Uh, so that's that's uh, you know that that's that's great. I don't I don't I don't I don't see the point to a legislature that that it, it could only legislate retroactively like this. Me either. Okay, if you can hold on, Mark, please for one more segment. I want to get your thoughts on Ukraine. James Golden, A.K.A. Bo Snurley, with you here at WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. We are coming back. More of Mark Stein right after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. No, no, Chris, Chris, look, I'm trying to talk him into it. He, he doesn't want, he, it's, he says it's CNN. Oh, we're back. I got to go. Uh, yeah, Mark, listen, um, that guy from uh, CNN, he really wants uh, to, he says that, uh, He's. They want to make the network less liberal. Yeah. And they, yeah. <laughs> I look. I. Uh, I like CNN, but I couldn't handle. <laughs> from what I understand, I do, I couldn't handle all the uh, you know the various uh, off-air activities that the <laughs> the stars of CNN apparently have to go. I I I just like to have a you know take, have a glass of warm milk and have an early night, and you can't do that at CNN. There's all kinds of other things going on. Okay, Ukraine. Now this is Mark. I don't even, I don't I no longer know what to believe. If you read some accounts. Um, the the Russian advance is being held up. If you read other accounts, they're getting ready to pounce heavily, and Kiev is going to probably fall, and Karvik is is surrounded, and it's and they've they've showed the the bombing over and over again of that building. You have civilians being killed. I read in some places that the Russian death rate is far higher than what they've been able to inflict on the Ukrainian people. Uh, I don't know what to think anymore. And you have you have the European Union actually, it appears, serious about crippling the Russian economy. What what's your take? Well, there is there is a lot of propaganda. However, the fact is that if you take only one of their most modest uh, war aims, which was to take the uh, the port city of Mariupol in the uh, southeast uh, on the Black Sea, they've which is actually near to the areas they already control, they've they've failed to do that. They're meeting more resistance. Uh, the Ukrainians are putting it about that uh, a lot of the Russians are just deserting and the Russians who don't desert are disabling their vehicles so they break down in the middle of nowhere and then uh, they can't go any further. So Putin is that's one reason why they're now getting more vicious and violent, because it's it's the same thing as happened in Chechnya, where Putin found he couldn't win the war in a civilized way so he just started being more brutal and vicious but 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 
taking everything with a large pinch of salt, like the Ukrainian claim that they're killing a thousand Russian soldiers a day, um, I think it's clear that they're putting up more of a fight than Putin ever expected. And you do. And one thing that is undeniable is that every Ukrainian celebrity, and I know that to <laughs> a lot of people that might be a contradiction in terms, but <clears throat> all their, you know, all their sitcom stars and their sporting, uh, their, their most famous athletes, their tennis players and their concert pianists are all being shown picking up rifles and taking to the streets. And, you know, those are, that, that's not propaganda. That seems to be actual verifiable fact. And, and if, if so, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of inspiring. They've, they've been screwed over. They've been looted to a large degree by the likes of the Bidens and the Clintons. And, uh, and, and it's nice to see that that hasn't dampened their spirit and they think their country's worth fighting for. But though the Russians, you know, they, they, they can bomb apartment houses in this city and that city, but they haven't yet taken uh, those Black Sea ports, which were absolutely central to this endeavor. Now, does Vladimir Putin survive this? If you are a if you are on the world stage as he is, you manage to main to stay in power, even though you're supposedly moving toward a more democrat nation. When he when he left the presidency, he still managed to be to run the country. Mm. He's still managing to run the country right now. In Russia, there are protests, and they're locking up as many of the protesters as they can. The ruble, from what I read, is worth less than one cent right now and 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 they have had a stranglehold on major swaths of their economy which means the russian people are going to hurt is there a point when the russian people and the russian powers that be that actually have control of the country along with putin say putin time for you to go you've overstepped well, the, the the important thing, I think, is not, not so much the ordinary Russian people, but all the guys who move around the world, the guys who, like, uh, get the best table at restaurants in the south of France and they get the best ski lodges in Courcheval, which is basically an oligarch town now, and the ones who are ha- now having to move their yachts to the Maldives, which we just <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because they can't they can't park them anywhere else. Those guys might might get annoyed. I don't know whether that's particularly good though, because if Putin feels uh, if if Putin feels he's about to go the way of Gaddafi, and he watches that video of Gaddafi's final moments quite a lot, apparently. If if he feels he's about to go the way of Gaddafi, that's just going to make him, you know, more reckless. And that, in turn, has made the European Union tougher because they, they've, they've actually figured, oh, my God, we completely forgot about this country to our east. Um, but, yeah, if it starts, like, gobbling up all the real estate, uh, where's, where's it going to stop? So suddenly, suddenly even, you know, the Germans turned on a dime. They, they basically have had they, – they, in Afghanistan, the Germans would only agree to send troops to provinces where there was no fighting. I mean, so that's right. 
That's a great ally to have. So the the German army <laughs> was fantastic. If you're looking for an army that can man the photocopier back at the barracks, the Germans are the absolutely the the crack troops you're looking for. But they've now changed. They've completely reversed their position now. Uh, and they're about to make the biggest uh, spending increase in their military. They they say it's not it's not uh, fit for purpose, as they say over there, um, because it couldn't it couldn't it it can't fight it. It's planes, it's tanks. They're not if if suddenly they're invaded, the most of the tanks aren't going to work. They're not maintained properly. They've had a they've completely turned on a dime, and that actually might be one of the good long-term consequences of this, that these wealthy nations, wealthier than any nations in human history, start assuming the costs of their own defense. Last question, Mark. Does this validate everything that Donald Trump said about the need for NATO to collect dues from countries that were in arrears and for the European nations to take a larger role in defending their own countries? Well, yeah, I think it. I think Trump is right about that. But I actually like the the sort of stuff Trump was saying uh, when he was campaigning in 2015. What's the What's the point of NATO? What is NATO? I I I was at uh, I was at a lunch uh, about 20 years ago, and I found myself sitting next to uh, Lord Carrington, who who'd been Secretary General of NATO, and he turned to me at one point. And he said, what is NATO, this very aristocratic drawl, what is NATO for? And I said to him, well, look, you were the secretary general. If you don't know, why the hell, why should I know? And, and that was a great question to ask 20 years ago. It's even better now. After the fiasco of Afghanistan, I would rather there were uh, Andy Biggs said at CPAC, that he didn't think Americans wanted to uh, go to war over Estonia. And Estonia is in NATO. Well, if you don't want to go to war over Estonia, you shouldn't have let Estonia into NATO. The whole thing is too big and doesn't represent anything real. And Putin has suddenly decided to treat it as if it were real. And that's the crisis. Amazing. Mark Stein, thank you for giving us so much of your time. Always a pleasure. And I will deflect any calls that come in from that network uh, looking, uh, and I'll just tell them I can't find you. Okay? And, and by the way, by the way, by the way, word was that they want to team you up with Don Lemon. <laughs> yes, that's right. The whole sexual chemistry thing would be bubbling over on that, wouldn't it? I see where you're going with this. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. We so appreciate you. Thanks a lot, James. All right, James Golden here, a.k.a. Bo Snelly with you, WABC Talk Radio 77. Your call's coming up. We've got a few more news items to bring to your attention, too. Away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.